0: Welcome back, Art World Podcast. Hey, everybody. That's Miss Art World, and we're coming to you um, live. Just kidding. It's going to air later on <laughs> yeah. but, uh, from Tag Gallery in Los Angeles. <laughs> it is, um, and we have an exciting guest on today, Shayna Dambrot. How are you? Hey, thanks. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thanks for coming on. I remember when you first like followed us on Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Lisa. This woman is so
1: cool. Lisa was very excited that she came into my queue yeah. and was like, Do you know her? We should know her. Yeah. We should connect with
0: her. Uh, well. And then I saw you at Art Share LA's gala and I was like, That's her. But I was too nervous to go up to you. So.
2: Oh my God, that's so funny. That's hilarious. I love that. I mean, I yeah. love and hate that. Like, don't be nervous. Yeah. But also, you know.
0: No, for sure. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's awesome. But it's so funny to think of that because so. Um, George Clinton followed me on Twitter uh-huh. once and I like screenshotted it and, yeah. and texted the picture of that to everyone I'd yeah. ever met.
0: Of course. Oh my god, I so love I, that. I'm
2: in I'm having all the feels right now.
0: Okay. But... <laughs> 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 That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a complete badass. Thank so you are a art critic mm-hmm. for LA Weekly. You're on the board of Art Share LA. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you're you've been curating too. I have been. Yeah. I always forget that. I always forget to say no, and I always say yes, and then it's crazy because it's so much work, and then it's incredible, so yes, curating. In fact, I have something opening the 12th next Saturday. Oh my
0: gosh, okay.
2: We could talk about that later.
0: I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, You you just do so much. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I do, and it's funny because um, I have this sort of little struggle, and I wonder sometimes if people think I'm being strange, but about – oh, sometime over the summer – um, I sent out one of my periodic mailchimps so that just, like, rounds up. At, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd send them about five times a year, yeah. w- w- you know, which is, like, off the target of six times a year, uh-huh. but it, about quarterly. Um, but in the one over the summer, I banished the use of the word busy, which okay. I still use, but I, I don't want to use it because it sort of implies that it's, like, a problem, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, busy makes it seem like I'd rather be doing something else yeah. and i wouldn't mm-hmm. almost ever rather be doing yeah. something else so i'm trying to come up with a new word that's like good busy yeah but it's a, a lot of word.
0: opportunities I yeah, immersed, yeah immersed occupied yeah. i went
2: on like thesaurus.com yeah. and tried to you know engage but mm-hmm. then i was like well that'll go wrong if i start tweeting out that i'm engaged every five minutes <laughs> yeah. so that's not that's not right so it's like oh, uh, and, I, and I still kind of haven't found the right word. suggestions okay. welcome but yeah. the idea is like I can't believe how lucky I am that I'm busy doing the thing I would also yeah. be doing with my free time if my time were free yeah so if there's like a word for that
1: well, think about it <laughs> we, yeah, we're, we're you on, guys, on
0: it we're i like on right? with yeah. like a different word yeah. absolutely I like that mindset mm-hmm. for sure
2: yeah so awesome. that's that. So it's a lot, but it's it's cool. It's like yeah. that was the plan. Perfect.
0: Nice. All right. So um, I'm curious, as an art critic. Yeah. What do you look for? Like.
2: Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I sort of like I don't love hate the question. It's like I love the question. Yeah. And I uh, but there are a few. I don't want my answer to sound sort of pat. But okay. I've been asked this before. Of course. And um, before I say. Okay, God, I wish I could just sort of download all three <laughs> simultaneous okay. answers at once, but language is linear. You have to start somewhere. Um, about coming up on 20 years ago okay. now, or okay, let's see, it was 2002, so okay, coming up on 20 years ago now. So, <laughs> um, I did a writing workshop at Santa Fe Art Institute with Peter Schaldahl, um, critic from The New Yorker, and uh he addresses this question okay. people say he, people ask him all the time yeah. what makes good art that was the question and the way he answered it i found so comp- very helpful at least as a place to start and what he said was i ask myself does the artist know what i'm seeing okay and so the idea is that with obvious um wiggle room for Taste and subjectivity mm-hmm. and context—whether that's physical or historical context—something that you know we may have loved in the '60s, we look at now and think differently about, or whatever. So you have all different kinds of things that can affect what mm-hmm. might make you think something is good or worth addressing, or okay. whatever. But the key place to start that I that I borrowed um, from Peter and, and continue to use is that because what that does is it evaluates the success of the work against the metric of the artist's intentions. So it kind of takes a little bit of what I personally as a human like Mm -hmm. out of the equation for the time being. And I think, well, the artist has said that they wanted to create, you know, a heartbreaking work of staggering genius that um, indicts the corruption of the beauty industrial complex or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's what you set out to do. I'm going to decide if you accomplish that or not. And then if you didn't, then the whole rest of it is kind of problematic because the work falls short of what you set out to do yourself with the work. So that's different than asking myself if I feel like the intention was a good solid plan worth, you know, consideration Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's a little bit to one side. So first it's like, so I can look at something and my favorite example is I do not like impressionist painting. I don't. I don't like it. I Mm -hmm. don't enjoy it. I never had posters. I don't, but I get it. Okay. (laughs) Like, I I understand why it's important and I get why the things about it may affect other people Mm -hmm. who are obsessed with it. I understand why they would be. I see it. Yeah. I just, for my own self, don't love the aesthetic. But I look at what the artists, of the original impressionists were up to and their stated intention for trying to kind of include um, a way of seeing the world that was informed by photography and electric mm-hmm. light and nighttime and all of this. So now there's this moment where they're kind of, Unraveling the op, you know the the like mechanics of sight, and they wanted to make painting that address that, mm-hmm. and boy, did they! Yeah, like good job, like a hundred million times. So I'm not saying impressionist painting is bad, mm-hmm. and people who like it are bad. I'm saying I can separate the appreciation for the light, you know, art history changing accomplishments
1: mm-hmm.
2: from whether or not I like wanted in my house yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. Or would stand in line to see a show of it or whatever. Okay. So you have, you know, that that that's kind of the framework. So when I decide whether I'm gonna write about something, those are the kinds that's kind of the arena where the decision gets made.
0: Okay. I like it. That was thank you for explaining it like I that. Know, that was no great. problem. And yeah. like like
2: I said, like people have asked me this before, so I'm I sure. had a chance to yeah. work through that. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't just like extemporaneous. <laughs> oh, let me ponder. Like I, I, you know, I, I because I really have been um, not forced but encouraged to be, articulate that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I've gotten to with it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I think it's just such a question that like artists and I'm not an artist, but I'm just always curious. Like, what should I be looking for when I go into the gallery and you know we always talk about how a technique first and then concept so
2: exactly yeah. i think that's about right like you know technique and concept and people can decide for themselves which is more important what if if those are if that's the binary then mm-hmm. what i would look for is the perfect balance of yeah. those two i'm mm-hmm. because i i've seen brilliantly executed work that's yeah. like candy mm-hmm. empty calories and i've seen work that like i so feel the idea uh-huh. but it just just like is not actually yeah. happening but I've also seen work that has both so I know it's possible okay right yeah absolutely so it's Like, it, there's no excuse because we've all seen times where they've achieved that someone yeah. has achieved that so
1: yeah hit gold <laughs> exactly and
2: then you go see yeah. I'm not asking for the impossible. Yeah. Look at that. Look at and then, they just did it. Mm-hmm. Be exactly. better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. It's true though. Yeah. It gives
1: something for the artist to continuously be working towards. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Do
1: you get a lot of freedom to pick who and what you're wanting to write about?
2: Um, I do. And it depends. Um, every place that I work has a different kind of algorithm. Mm-hmm. So um, at... The at say artillery, um, there, uh, there's Tulsa and there's also, um, the new reviews editor, uh, Emily Wells and Chris Michno who had done that for years and was so brilliant at it. Um, so they have a kind of, in my mind, like a kind of flow chart murder board where they <sighs> mm-hmm. kind of get game out how much print space they have because it's print, yeah. so you can't just Say yes to everything. And then they have algorithms having to do with, um, you know, making sure that the attention is spread out among venues and stuff like that. So it's like, which I totally get. Also, if you publish six times a year, you can't just review every show at at the same gallery, no matter how good they Mm -hmm. are. And so there's a person whose job involves keeping track of that. So, you know, I'm happy to pitch a few things and have them pick, the thing that best fits into the plan. Yeah. Um, And that's true of most of the places I work. Um, Flaunt, it's a little more casual. It'll be Mm -hmm. like me emailing something to the, or texting the editor and being like, hey, how about this guy? It's kind of amazing. Check it out, send. Okay. That's it. And they say yes or no. Yeah. So it's a little bit less, um, uh, Formal? Formal or, because I don't want to, you know, but it's a little bit less uh, of a system. Okay. You know, it's more like, it's a little bit more organic over there, which I love. Uh, And then, um, but then at the weekly, the sort sort of short answer is that I have total control Mm because I am then that person. Yeah. Myself. Okay. So, you know, I'm looking at. You know, people come to me with ideas and I'm looking at the flow of like the stories I have planned for the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks and I'm like, oh my God, that would actually be better because in print, let's wait yeah. two weeks versus yeah, let's get that up right away. Um, but the LA Weekly mandate's a little bit different because there are certainly art reviews, because that's part of it, but it's really more of a storytelling okay. format. And because it's because I have the website also, I don't have to make the same tough choices where I have one story a week in print and that's okay. it. I can do within the boundaries of time and budget, I can do, you know, three stories a day online if yeah. it comes to that. And it can be nimble. Something suddenly happens today, somebody can write about it overnight. So I have a little bit more ability to just kind of say yes or throw up like a quick you know I saw one piece and it was amazing but it wasn't a whole show but I can do 200 words and a picture and put that on the website tomorrow and so I have a lot more flexibility with length and format and time frame and things over there but I also have a crew of amazing freelancers working for me would be overstating it okay but Who you know come to me, and so they bring in all their perspectives and their ideas, and I know that if I just wait, they'll come Mm -hmm. to me with incredible stuff, and so I just kind of leave room for that. And so it's it's a different, it's a little bit of a different shape at the newspaper, but of course it would be because general newspaper is going to be different, glossy art magazine, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: How did you get into art criticism?
2: I know, right. It's so random and specific. And well, I and think it's so great, specific. but it's
1: you don't find a lot of people in I that know. field. Yeah.
2: It's, it's weird. Well, so I'm older than – I mean, in other words, I, I'll be 48 in a couple of months. And so the timing of how all this went down for me was the, all these decisions got made in my life before any kind of internet. So, you know, I started college in 1989. So that – at that time, you know, art critic – Kind of like was a a thing. It mm-hmm. was it was a, it was a uh, especially I grew up in New York City, and so you had you know the New York Times and incredible publications and. You know the Village Voice, which Jerry Saltz was writing for at the time. Jerry Bear, Jerry Bear, and I mean, when I was a kid, and Michael knows this, but I literally wanted to be Michael Musto, and I grew up really? like that was my thing. Yeah. I was like, La Dolce Musto is the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I want to be that guy. Yeah, and he, we were we're friends now, and he knows that, which uh-huh. I guess is amazing. but It's also a little like, yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, Jerry did follow me on Twitter once, and that was a big oh, deal. Oh heck yeah, that was a big. That's deal. big. Um, but so I kind of I think just because of the Village Voice of the '80s. Mm-hmm it didn't seem that crazy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, art was a big part of, you know, sort of like what we would do on Mm -hmm. like the weekends, Museum of Modern Art and other things happened. And, um, what really happened was I decided I wanted to study art history and then I went to Vassar to do that. And when I was there, I was like, oh man, okay, so my life is, I wake up all day and I go look at art all day. And then, You know, drink a bunch of coffee and hang out with other people, and we talk about the art that we all saw. And then I stay up late in my room, drinking coffee and smoking and writing about art. And I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Is there a job where that's the job? Yeah. Boom. And that is actually the job. That's
0: amazing. So that
2: was I kind of reverse engineered from like, this is can I do that? Can I get paid to do this forever? Was the question. I love that. Yeah. Because I never wanted to do anything else. Yeah. amazing. Even though amazing. it's so random. Yeah. But so And <laughs> uh,
0: have you, are you an artist yourself or do you dabble?
2: Okay. So that's a hard question to answer because I personally think that my Instagram game is super strong. It's, it's strong. But my boyfriend <laughs> is an incredible, like, actual photographer. Oh, okay. like, uh-huh like a real photographer, yeah. like an artist with like real work. And he doesn't use and, his iPhone. And he does not use his iPhone. Yeah. And, um, so I always feel like a little shady about, so I'm, I'm, I'm an, I'm an Instagram okay. photographer, love which it. is not the same yeah. as being like a real artist. And okay. I just want to point out that I know that, I know that. you recognize it. I recognize but the, I, I love that you recognize your Instagram game is so good. Thank mm-hmm, you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good with it. Um, but like I said, like I'm very, it's very clear in our house that yeah. that's not photography. Okay.
1: <laughs> Does he make it clear? He's like, no, babe. Yeah. <laughs> well, not.
2: He is very nice to me. But, yeah. And he's like, no, you're great at Instagram. Yeah. Like he's very, but not in my direction, but as a general matter, there is conversation about the ways in which Instagram is both helping and hurting Art in general, yes. photography specifically, mm-hmm. that are real conversations. So I've just been like, no, you're right.
0: Yeah, that I'm is that I'm has an to Instagrammer be Instagrammer. Yeah. I don't
2: own a camera, but then I've seen people who do everything on their iPhone and they're incredible. Yeah. So I don't want it. Nothing's a blanket statement, statement. but kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: That is interesting because um, we've talked a lot about Instagram in the art world. And for a lot of the emerging artists, they love it because it's an online gallery. Exactly. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see where we're at in five years from now with
2: it. Well, I think some of the problems are not immediately obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Because the idea of a pl- of a platform that could reach millions where you communicate through visuals and you're an artist and you're yeah. like, yo, I communicate through visuals anyway and this is just more people. What yeah. could go wrong? And I get that. Yeah. But I also think that, ex- like, except for if your art doesn't photograph, like, pop art. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a performance artist and there's, like, video and you know how to make it cool. Yeah. Amazing. You know, if you're a pop art sculptor and you can do, or if, like, if the painting happens, you know, to be photogenic or whatever – fine but there's all this incredibly worthy art that's much more dematerialized or unphotographable Mm -hmm. for other reasons yeah that then specifically is invisible Mm -hmm. on Instagram where you've been given the false impression that it's everything Yeah. yeah and so I for all the good it does I think there's this kind of widening chasm with any art that isn't like eyeball grabby yeah so ah, mixed emotions about that and just you know to use him as an example siola the boyfriend he makes black and white landscape photography Mm -hmm. largely he does many other kinds of things as well but that's kind of like the thing right and he recently was in a group show that tara von lintel curated when she moved her gallery to the bendix building called does not reproduce. Okay, and it was a lot of it was eclectic group show. But the idea was that there was something about each work that just wasn't going to cut it on Instagram. Yeah, and in the case of Osceola's, it happened to be this image where, at full size, which let's just say I'm bad, I'm bad at sort of guessing, but let's say four by three feet or okay. something. At full size, some of the best details were the th- size of my th- pinky mm-hmm. nail. Oh, I can in see a, that. So. Yeah, to put the try and and by the way, it's not square. Yeah. So if you're gonna like frame it so that it's the whole rectangle, then it gets even smaller. Mm-hmm. And there's no amount of anything where you'll yeah. be able to really experience the detail of it that makes it rich. And so that's just one example of even though it's a photograph, yeah. it doesn't even work on Instagram. Yeah. And so, you know, these are things that I think artists will navigate and you know will figure out. I hope. Um, But I do think that um, that's kind of, you know, part of the issue. And I... It doesn't translate into not being covered, like written about, Mm -hmm. but there becomes a moment where you have to sort of like point out that the work um, is difficult to photograph or that the performance was not documented or something. And you have to sort of Explain it because everyone now, because of Instagram, expects yeah. perfect pictures of everything yeah. that didn't exist. Yeah, so all of us in the whole business have to deal with it. A little, figure out a way to deal with it. Yeah, that totally makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you finding artists to write about through Instagram, or are you going to galleries all the time to look for artists?
2: Um, I don't. I personally don't necessarily research on instagram although i follow people you know mm-hmm. when i see or someone else posts and i go oh my god that's amazing and then i follow the person um but almost everything that i do is in some way tied to an exhibition and that's one of the things i like about the weekly is that because of the instantaneity of the internet mm-hmm. and even the newspaper which maybe you know could be within a two-week time frame for print um you have the ability to write about something. Ooh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> to write about something when you could also then go see it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I really like the idea. And also, um, I, don't, I don't do a lot of studio visits or like – I feel like I – the art critic, the classic art critic model is like, I'm covering what's being shown. Okay. So most – there are always exceptions to everything. But most of the time, I'm waiting – for some kind of project, exhibition, pop-up, event, performance, book release, something. Okay. That's like a thing that's, you know, finished, right? So I know that I'm seeing the finished project the way you want it presented to the public and other people will have the ability to come and do the same. So um, although I keep an eye on everything, Mm -hmm. I'm not that writer that does like, that writes up studio visits and stuff. I love it when other yeah. people do it because you feel like you were there. Exactly. But to me, I'm a little, I'm a little bit more public facing than that, and I want people to be able to. go. I like to be able to end, the, you know, the writing with something like, open through February. Yeah. In yeah. West Hollywood, so that you have a chance, you know, to go yourself. To go and do it. And yeah. enjoy
0: it. I love yeah. that. All right. And on that note, a word from Tag Gallery tag gallery is now accepting applications for 2020 artist membership the 26 year old artist cooperative currently located along la's miracle mile guarantees its members a solo show each year as well as opportunities to host curated programs participate in group shows and more for more information and to apply visit the membership page at (laughs) taggallery.net
1: Now you have some curating things coming up. Can you tell us all about that?
2: So the curating thing, first of all, shout out to people who are legitimately curators because let me tell you, in case you're not aware, it's really hard. It's hard. It's hard to do well. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do at all. It's hard to do when you're in charge. It's hard to do when you work for someone else. It's hard when it's 40 people. It's hard when it's two people. It's hard. So for all the people out there working in the curatorial realm who are putting these ideas into physical form for us to come and see, like, kudo, bow down forever. Um, I'm not amazing at, like, the organizational part of it. And if my co-curator is listening, Uh he just did a spit take (laughs) right now. Uh, But... um, you know, this project on the twelfth is actually something a little bit um, special and strange, which is cool. So, uh, it's called El Valorio and it's uh, it's a little bit of a hybrid. So, there is a giant group show gallery exhibition. It's at uh, Plaza de la Raza, okay, um, on Mission there by uh, by downtown, and. Um, Uh, Antonio Palayo, who does a lot of these very cool art events around town that are like La Boya and the different things, always features art as a huge component of these sort of one-night events um, where there'll be – the La Boya one is very, like, Uh Uchidore-themed. This is so much fun. And then there's, you know, bands and DJs and food and performances Mm -hmm. and everything. So El Valorio every day, I think – I hope this is right. I think it might be the 10th one. But it's definitely – Maybe at least the sixth or seventh one. And apologies for not remembering that at this moment. But it's (laughs) like he's done this every year and people love them. So it's on Saturday, this one night event, as as I described, in a Dia de los Muertos vein. Um, And then the exhibition will stay up through like the first week in November. And so even though Saturday is a ticketed event, Mm -hmm. it's not that much, but it's ticketed because it's got all the food and, you know, bars and music and stuff, Um, the exhibition will be up for free during regular gallery hours through, um, like I said, the end of the first week in November because that first weekend in November is actual Dia de los Muertos and um, uh, Plaza de la Raza does their own incredible festival every year and so the show will be up through that and what it is is it's one of those things where all the artists get the same physical template and Mm -hmm. in this case it's the sort of like almost gothic kind of uh, wooden cross but like wide not yeah yeah. and they all they all get the same thing and they all do whatever they want to it and so there's about a hundred and 50 or almost 200 artists oh
0: my gosh and Dang. yeah
2: and so Antonio and I curated it together and so um, there's a mix of uh, sort of all different kinds of styles yeah. and backgrounds and there's super super young artists and then there's like really cool established yeah. artists and um, I've seen some of it um, uh, we're finishing the installation tomorrow and it's but it's cool so I you know like yesterday or yesterday Friday, I went to West Hollywood and picked up Lori Lipton's. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Dang.
2: Yeah. And it's exactly as crazy as yeah. it sounds. But then, like, Kelly Berg and Andy Moses both did one, and Anthony Ousgang did one, and Dave Pressler and Camille Rose Garcia. Uh, some really incredible Amy Capps, Adam Mars, some, and they're all super different. So yeah. Adams is, you know, very text based and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so you, re- each person, really did. Um, Leonard Greco did a sculptural one, sort of. Oh
0: my gosh, yeah, yeah.
2: So and you know, apologies for everyone again. I should have my spreadsheet out because it's truly <laughs> like 180 people. But um, you can go on Instagram. There's a an account El Valorio, and it's they've been posting some okay. of the process. You can see like dozens of them already. Awesome. They're so. Good.
0: That's great. El yeah.
2: Valorio. Okay, so we'll so make Saturday sure. Saturday we... night, and if not, then it's up for a few weeks. No,
0: we'll make sure we get this up this week and uh, tag El Valorio in it as well. Oh, cool. Very cool. Absolutely.
1: That's an exciting That's project. That's really yeah. cool. Where did you get all the crosses from? Is that like an Amazon order or? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um,
2: that is a question for Antonio, <laughs> the one who laughed when I yeah. admitted not being good at organization.
0: there Fair. <laughs> He's very good at it.
2: That's uh, awesome. He's he very good at these events, and he does many of them. And I, I think that he, um, I suspect, because we know each other for a long time, and I suspect that he sort of like padded some of the dates. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think he handled. I do that to people. So. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> i am not mad. That was yeah. the way to go. Definitely. That's awesome. Smart definitely. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows. Do you have uh, any
1: other uh, curating things coming up?
2: Um, let's see. There are a couple of people that have asked me about doing some projects, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say because they're not real yet. Okay. But um, nothing else probably before the end of the year okay. because, and probably now nothing else. I think before about March um, because. Um uh my book is coming out.
1: Yes. (laughs) And
2: uh that we just we just ordered the galley. We had a couple design things that we sorted out. So probably that's gonna come out in like mid to end of January. Awesome. And so between now and then I'm gonna be doing all the stuff I'm not good at, like making it an Instagram account and making a Facebook page. Yep locking in dates for release parties yes. and like coming up with some kind of pre-order page yeah. and like all the stuff um so i think that's gonna kind of like take whatever is left of my free so that book is uh it's called zen psychosis and it's a weird short um sort of novel that i wrote a long time ago and kimberly brooks from griffith moon is publishing it and it's um uh, the my text and then a portfolio of pinhole okay. photographs by Osceola. So we actually did that together. Awesome! Which is so exciting! That's
0: super exciting! And
2: it's kind of like our little, you know, yeah. I don't want to say baby, but it's our kind of like paper baby. Yeah. And uh, and and so we'll be focused on that and and uh, and doing a bunch of events around town, um, in January, February, March. Yeah. You know, and then the art fairs in February. So. I have a feeling um, to answer the actual question that I probably won't take on a cure, an outside curatorial project until the spring. That makes sense. At this point. Because I need By to focus. But having your book. I mean, that's yeah. so exciting. Launch is very that's cool. That's yeah. And we're going to do some very cool people have offered to do events. So they will be, um, at AG Geiger, okay. which also is studio is on King Road. So yeah. a book release and then like a party with the prints printed nice. framed on the wall, um, Art book at Hauser and Wirth was very kind. We'll do an event there. Um, there's talk of the Soho House in Malibu because okay. um, Kimberly and I have both done events there before and they're so nice. Yeah. The one in Malibu is like, is the best one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> sorry, it, is not sorry. it is the best one. <laughs> uh, but then, like, galleries like Paul Kapaken and Craig Kroll mm-hmm. have both offered to let us do some events. Perfect. We have some West Side ones. And uh, Enrique Martinez Salia said we could have a party at his studio, Yay. right? And it's a whole like our garden thing. It's yeah. crazy. So that was incredibly kind of him. Um, both Kimberly and I are, are friends with him, and um, uh, and he's been wanting to activate that space more. And I was like, Yeah, well, I may have something. <laughs> <laughs> so there's gonna they're gonna be all over the city: West Side, Mid City, East Side, starting at the end of January, and now. That I've said that it has to be real
0: no it has to be real it's, it's a lot of there. uh partying
1: going I love on it in you're in living a good
2: life yeah no it's pretty good I mean I I feel you know I, that's another word like busy where people are like lucky you and it's like yeah if by luck you mean <laughs> killing myself for 30 years every day yeah. to make my dream a reality exactly but at you the other hard for h- point yeah lucky yeah. because a lot of people kill themselves to make mm-hmm. their dream a reality and circumstances don't rise to meet them so yeah. it's a combination you do kind of make your own luck but there's no there's no uh denying that i'm a lucky girl
0: that's awesome yeah. you have to keep us posted so we lucky can share with hard work. and support and i,
2: will. I can't Thank wait you. yeah yeah so those will all be some really some really fun events and then of course you know we're all it's like that's the crazy thing, right? Like it's October, uh-huh. and I'm already thinking about what February is going to be yeah. like, which is weird, yeah. But there you are. That's
0: mm-hmm. the life, though.
2: Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Thank you for on. coming we on. Really enjoy on. Oh my god, you. that was
2: so much fun! I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to be like pretend that I hate talking about myself. Oh my god, I'm so great. I hate talking about myself, but I do f- hope that. Um, in some ways, some of my experiences can sort of, like, let people out there in the world know that, you know, mm-hmm. no matter yeah. how um, strange and crazy your idea is, if you just do it, you, you could you can yeah. do it. You know, Absolutely. that's kind of the message. So, um, uh, you know, I hope that's the takeaway.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you so much, Shana. Thank you. All right. You. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.